Welcome to Parenting Matters. We talk about Parenting Matters. Why? Because Parenting Matters. Welcome to Parenting Matters. We created this podcast, this video for you. Why? Because we know that Parenting Matters and that you need to know about Parenting Matters. That was not a good one. It was, it's not your best, but it was It was more serious maybe than dad Yeah, joking. maybe that's what it is because we have okay. some serious guests in here today. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, we have some serious <laughs> guests in here today, so this is going to be, there should be laughter, but we're going to keep it at a serious level. Today's guests are uh, <laughs> Ed and Cindy C. Yeah, not that serious. I mean, obviously. Not that serious. I'm here. Uh, Ed and Cindy C., Pastor Ed and Cindy C., they are uh, wonderful parents and grandparents. In today's topic, we are talking about grandparenting, and it is an incredibly important factor in parenting. It is something that, honestly, for many years, I think has not been emphasized enough. Uh, it has been the thing that uh, people kind of make fun of, where yep. parents drop their kids off of grandparents, grandparents give them cake and ice cream for breakfast, and then send them back home. Yep. But it is so much more than that. And so today, we're going to talk to some very experienced grandparents, 20 grandchildren, Obviously, we couldn't have picked a better set of grandparents. So we have some things that we're going to talk about. I hope you stay tuned. This is uh, go ahead and like and share it. Yeah, like yes. and share it. And hey, subscribe to the podcast. Go to iTunes. Go to Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, and you can subscribe to this audio podcast. So you can listen in the car. You can listen uh, on your walk and your bike ride. Whatever you're doing, uh, so you don't have to stare at the video the whole time. Uh, but welcome, Ed and Cindy. Thank you so Thank much you. for being Thanks. here. Great to be here. All right. So. As Seth said, a lot of people think of grandparenting as like spoil the kids and send them home, right? But I know you guys are really intentional. So did, did you have intentional goals for grandparenting when your first grandchild came along? And how old is she? Okay. <laughs> I, I have trouble remembering. I, I know all their names. That's, that's very important. That's good. Birthdays. Uh, great grandparents. <laughs> but I have, have trouble 20. remembering age. So I'm, I'm going to take a stab. Olivia is 22. 23. Oh, oh, that's close. Oh, that's close. I mean, at this point, okay. what, what, great. Yeah. One year, it's better. And right. she's a lady, so keep it's it younger. It's easy because we right. start at the top. 1997 was our first grandchild. Okay. Oh. All right. Um, so in 1997, did you have grandparenting goals or did you kind of just um, wing it? We, uh, you know, I guess when we had four kids in five years, we should have thought along the way that they were going to give us a lot of grandkids, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, but we got married young, and then they all got married young, and then they all started having kids at the same time. So the first three years, we got a grandkid every year. It and was then, a flood. Yeah. And then yeah. we doubled so. up for several years after that. <laughs> there were more than one. Um, so yes and no. Yeah. It, when we knew that our first grandchild was coming, um, obviously we were ecstatic. Sure. But... Um, I mean, I think our whole, our whole life has been about a legacy. Mm -hmm. So uh, really trying to live out and, and leave a legacy probably has always been that. Um, and, and you do think about that when your first grandchild comes along, uh, to, to be intentional in leaving that legacy. At the same time, having a fun time with them. Sure. We love doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think our, our goal, our objective was the same for our grandchildren as our children. Yeah. And it all goes back to the great commandment mm -hmm. that you'd love the Lord your God yeah. with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Uh, and if that's right, 
everything else falls into place. Yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't want to try to be the Holy Spirit in our right. children's lives or, or our grandchildren's lives. We certainly wanted to give whatever guidance we could, but it, it really goes back to the Lordship of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so that was our, our heart's prayer and still is yeah. for our children <laughs> and our grandchildren. And uh, within that, within loving the Lord above all else, then they're free to find their own personality, to find their own calling, to find their own voice, to find their own gifts, and the unique expression that it would take in each of their lives. So, uh, I mean, I know that's, that's broad in general, but that's really foundational. Absolutely. And that's still, I, I pray that for our kids and grandkids yeah. every sure. day. And, and that, I, that I takes the pressure off of them too, right? So that you can say, hey, listen, this is, this is our model. This is what we want for you. Right. But right. you get to be you. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's a huge pressure that I think a lot of kids feel when their parents put those expectations on them right. that are right. not necessarily unrealistic, but are more the parents' expectations right. and not necessarily kind the right. Like right. About, was it last week where just because they're doing it different doesn't mean they're doing it wrong. Yeah. Right? Failure was an option. Yes. Go back and check out that podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah always. <laughs> And I think our goals change just a little. Yeah, you know, that was my next uh, question. Uh, I, we have a number of grown grandkids. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, I have a T-shirt on that says, Live a Great Story. And, and truly, I think I'm a little late in the game actually really finding my story. Mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of people are. We, we, don't, we don't get intentional about that. And so my goal now is to try to connect with those growing grown grandkids and and showing them a great story right. um, yeah. but most of all if they could just see that we love the lord with all our mm -hmm. heart soul right. mind and strength uh, yeah. more than anything yeah. so yeah th those those goals shift a bit right. uh, in how you connect and and what you want them to see you go a little deeper you know they don't ask you deep questions like tell me your life story nana very rarely <laughs> no uh, so I, I've really been processing and praying about ways to tell them our story, right. like things that they don't know about us, things yeah. they don't know about Ed and his, his parents mm -hmm. that we never knew, and yeah. just helping them know who, uh, how we came to be who we are. Right. So that's kind of a, a goal I have for this season. It's a great goal, yeah. And you've always lived authentically, mm -hmm. too, right? That's always been, that, we've said that many times, that one of the secret sauces in parenting is be authentic. Be who you say you want yeah. your kids to be because your kids, they listen to you, but mostly they watch, watch you. Right. And in your case, you're, everybody has been able to watch the lives that you've led and you've, you've, been, you've held true to the convictions of knowing to love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. That has been your main goal. Mm -hmm. And to start talking about the intentionality of story, that we started this podcast talking about how, you know, you're not parenting good kids, you're parenting right. good adults. Absolutely. And you need to help them to see their story. You are the, you are the foundation, right. the first couple chapters of their story, but then you, your job is to launch them into that story, their own story. Mm -hmm. And, and you, use, you do that by showing them your story. Right. So that's And our that. goal was to love them and launch them. Yeah. And yeah. that's, man, that's a good goal. Yeah. I love too that um, what you brought up, Pastor Ed, is that parenting and grandparenting never ends, right? Just because... Right. Yeah parents become parents. Or it your changes, right? but it never ends. Yeah. yeah, like you're continually pouring in, continually changing your goals and 
yeah. trying harder. And hopefully fleshing whatever. out. Yeah. yeah, figuring it out yeah. who we are. Yeah, I, one of the things Seth uh, said, you know, about living authentically, it, it's strange, but sometimes the ministry is one of the most difficult places to do that. Uh, because you have so many people with their own ideas and expectations, uh, and there's a temptation for pastors uh, to try to live up to people's expectations rather than fleshing out the Lordship of Christ in an authentic way. Uh, and I think because I was an associate pastor for uh, the first 20 years of my ministry, and I was able to, to kind of see what the senior pastors went through. And it, it helped us to go into the, the senior uh, leadership role uh, with a determination. Uh, we're not going to, to fall into that trap. Yeah. Because if you live, and I'm not saying we did it perfectly. Nobody does. Right. We certainly right. did Well, that's but all part of our thing is no one's perfect. Yeah. That's, that's part of authenticity. Sure. Yep. But uh, and Cindy, of course, grew up in a pastor's home, and that was in an era where the expectations were way higher than, than they are now. And, and her dad struggled with that his whole ministry, and he was a great man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not speaking mm-hmm. negatively of him at all, but it was the era of the pastorate where people had these unrealistic expectations, and you could so easily fall into uh, in inauthentic living mm-hmm. so yeah that that's really been a goal that we've asked the Lord to help us with all right let's shift a little bit you can ask your in-state out-of-state this could be fun <laughs> so with 20 grandkids some of them out of state how do you try to connect with each one individually or specially yeah you want to start babe? well <clears throat> we have six grandkids in Tennessee and um, and there are times that when we would go and visit, we would actually feel a little more connected to them and know them more because, um, as Brian would always say, you know, this is, you, you have really intense, yeah. intentional time. You know, we're there for uh, several days. You're staying and the night. Every, and, yeah, yeah, everybody, and we stay up late. Uh, chicken foot is our, is our <laughs> grandkid game, yeah. and uh, you learn lots about the kids, you know, sitting around the table playing chicken foot. So those times were really intentional and really helpful for connecting to you and, and getting to know those grandkids. Yeah. Uh, over the years, <clears throat> it's a challenge. I, I mean, honestly, 20 grandkids is a challenge a lot. to just keep up the, who do I need to text next? Mm-hmm. Um, but we started out doing birthday dates. Because it's really hard, like, yeah, tell you, us have, a little bit about you can't that have quick. one kid over to spend the night. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it just would it's never impossible. work. So we had groups of kids, but uh, we started doing birthday dates, and that was our intentional time mm-hmm. with each of the grandkids. <clears throat> and, of course, that's changed now over the years because they have jobs and, you know. <laughs> they're adults. Uh, they're a little more difficult to, but, but we still try to make that happen. So that's one of our intentional ways that's to stay way. connected oh, to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and those uh, birthday dates were just that, that real one-on-one time. And typically I would take the guys to, you know, 
get a meal. I'd want to take them some really great place to eat. Where do you want to eat? Chick-fil-A or, you know, <laughs> Banda wild. Express. Or, but, uh, you know, it was great. because we, Yeah, IHOP. We went to IHOP <laughs> several free, times. So win-win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and then we'd go birthday shopping, you know. And so those, those were fun times. Uh, sometimes you'd have deep conversations, sometimes not. Mm-hmm. You know, kids and grandkids are the same. They talk when they're ready to talk. Yeah. And you've got to be ready for that, yeah. like yeah. you've always said, teachable yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Uh, and, you know, but now that they're older, uh, it's, it's mainly text and phone calls mm-hmm. just because, and especially... Uh, the kids in, in Nashville, uh, we call them the Tennessees. I think it's a yeah. very appropriate name. The yeah, the Tennessees. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm restricted from travel, yeah. so we can't go to Nashville uh, anymore to, to visit them. So it makes it that much more challenging. Uh, but I was, I was really touched. Uh, you know, uh, se- uh, Sunday was my 70th birthday, and all of the Tennessee uh grandkids texted me awesome. yeah. and so uh, the other grandkids texted oh the other yeah. did too but <laughs> I mean, no no Listen, not, all of your grandkids you know, that are watching watch. this, yeah. so you're great too yeah, yeah. so uh, you know that that was pretty that was pretty special that's great all right i have one follow-up question this is very important uh as the chicken foot player yeah are you the grandma that lets them win or do you beat oh, the no. pants off uh-uh. of them oh, no. oh good all right no. perfect good no, that's good because we've told them they don't let them win. I'm competitive. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and and I watch out for the, the kids that um, little cheaters. Cheat. Cheaters, yeah. man. Those little cheaters. <laughs> I've, yeah, but trust wait, me. One of those dominoes. One of the younger kids <laughs> found ways to hold on to uh, some of those dominoes in in his T-shirt and stuff. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I was always the one to uh-huh. nail it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's good. Nope. My grandmother's the same way. She would she would kind of keep her foot off the gas a little bit until yes. you tried to take a little bit of advantage. She's like, all right, well, I'm about to wipe you out. So just get your mind right. <laughs> no, I just played <laughs> like great. everybody else. Like, this is real. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like to hear that. That's yeah, good. let me kids tell you one lose. more way that we were really intentional when our grandkids were younger. Uh, we built our home 18 years ago, and we built it with two objectives. Number one, that there'd be lots of space for grandkids and, and their parents, of course, mm-hmm. to come. <laughs> And then, two, that there would be a space for church gatherings, and we've done that a lot through the years. We only had seven grandkids when we built it. Yeah. But no, no it's still idea. a pretty big space. No it, idea. I was going to say, you could definitely get more than seven. We have a big room upstairs that in the, the plan was supposed to be like a game room. Well, we turned it into like a dormitory room. <laughs> yeah. It's a bunk house. And we bought, we bought bunk beds where we could actually sleep all 20 grandkids oh when goodness. they were younger. When wow. they were smaller bodies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you could put two, thing right now. two in the double, double bunk. And, you know, those times are gone because yeah. the kids are, you know, uh, high school, college, and out. But those were really special years. And uh, they would come at Christmas time. We'd call it the Sea Family Christmas Spectacular. Mm-hmm. And they'd spend three or four days there. And then in the summers, we, I mean, we'd save all year long and we'd rent a beach house or a lake house that was big enough for, uh, there were, would be 30 of us yeah. Yeah. there. And we can't do that anymore. It's just, you know, life's too yeah, crazy. Too yeah. But those were big times. So I would say to grandparents out there, uh, seize those moments uh, to make those memories 
because, and this sounds corny, but it really is true, those years are gone so quickly. Very quickly. And, you know, now our, our youngest granddaughter is 12. 12. Wow. So 12 to 23, and their lives are busy, and we just see them, you know, um, we'll go Saturday to um, one of the grandson's high school graduations. Wow. Socially distanced, of course. Of course yes, yeah, of course. and so we've got, what, two graduates? two graduates. Yeah, yeah. Ethan and, and Jax. We've had two graduates like the last. Wow. Yeah. Doubled up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. doubled up. Doubled up. Uh, actually, we had three once. But I think along that line, our intention also was to create the, the family. Mm-hmm. You know, we are family. Uh, we had a crest one year. We put on a T-shirt mm-hmm. that, you know, had Astros and, of course, the cross and just the things that we enjoyed. We always did a, a, a giant inflatable at Christmas. Um, the things that, and then the, the kids just themselves called themselves the Cousins Club. Uh-huh. And so, which, which really was the result that we would hope for, that they would feel connected in that way. So. And Cindy would do t-shirts every yeah, Christmas. That's cool. Uh, you know, so it those those were really special times. It is great. I remember growing up, we had a lake house. We have a lake house um, in Conroe. And so it, for like two, three weeks in the summer, my grandma would take all of us by herself to the Ooh. lake. And then the parents would come up on weekends sometimes. But those were like my best. I still yeah. go there and, you know, remember the good times. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's super special. special. Yeah. So you mentioned the um, different phases in parenting and grandparenting and how ages play a role in that. Uh, has there ever been a time where the grandparenting parenting roles have yeah. kind of conflicted for That's you, where question. you found yourself parenting, Wanting but you parent. should have been grandparenting? <laughs> has that ever kind of, that ever how could you, without maybe diving into, obviously, specifics. super personal specifics, but, but how would you guide grandparents to kind of a, avoid that or at least recognize it and what to do? We really laid a line. We had a boundary uh, from the beginning. Yeah. Like you knew. Nice. Yes. That's good. Um, we were not going to be disciplinarians. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would correct kids, obviously, when they were in our care. Cheating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cheating on Duke of Chicken Foot. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it was not, not ever our plan or goal to be a disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. Not because we wanted them to like us, but because that was the role of the parent. Right. And, and all of our kids... We, we've had, we have five kids, four of them are, fa- are parents. They all are, of course, they're all strong, super strong, and they all have different parenting styles. And so uh, we, we never wanted to step into that. We never stepped into giving unsolicited advice. Or, so that was very, we were very intentional on that, that we would not discipline, but we would correct and teach, obviously. Yeah, and we had great role models. Cindy's parents were really good about that. And, and we were really young parents. Uh, and so, you know, we didn't know what the heck we were doing. But they never... Speak for yourself. <laughs> they they never stepped is. in and criticized or corrected us. Now, there was one time when I spanked Robbie for something that Nani was just about that close to <laughs> let, me, let me have it. But, uh, but she backed up. Yeah, she, well, she did. Yes. She and, did. And so we determined we were going to follow that, 
that good example. Now, if, if they asked for counsel, we would give it. Right. But we never, uh, to my memory, interjected ourselves in an unsolicited way uh, out of respect for their autonomy mm-hmm. as parents. And if we did, we're sorry. Yeah, and, really. and to be honest, there are no perfect parents. We all know that. But all of our kids were great parents. My, my sons are great dads. Uh, my oldest daughter is a fantastic mother. And uh, my youngest daughter will be someday. Uh, but they were great and are great parents. And that, that made a big difference. Obviously, that came by living and watching you guys yeah. be good parents, be good spouses. And that we've said it before, you just, you can't teach it. They have to see it. You have to and because it. they saw it, that obviously translated. And that's yeah. for parents out yeah. there that are worried that maybe you're messing up uh, your kids by, because you don't know what to do. The answer is just, just keep living and doing yeah. what you yeah. are, mm-hmm. what you're doing that you know is right, right because they're watching. They're not necessarily listening. And let me much. just say <laughs> that this is not grandparenting, but... Uh, you know, and, I, and the enemy does this to me sometimes. He'll bring back some of those parenting moments, you know, where you just think, oh, my goodness, that was so <laughs> awful. And we had one experience once where we're getting ready to go to church on Sunday night, and Robbie climbs up the pantry shelves, and back then vegetable oil came in a glass bottle, and it fell, and there were, it was big. Oh. And there's oil everywhere. Oh. And I just remember losing it. So, you know, uh, several of those times I've just, when the kids were together, I'd be like, hey, you know that time? I am so sorry that I lost it. And they're all like, mom, we don't remember that time. Yeah. So, it, in the, you know, it is that failure thing. We all have those moments. And, um, and in the whole big picture, a lot of those times just, fade away and the same with grandparenting we remember yeah. our failures most of the time other people yeah. don't exactly that's the exactly. thing we, the, we talked about it last week our failures are kind of what teach us and motivate right. us but most of the time it's really us right. everybody yeah. else maybe notices that they move on because they're worried about themselves right. that's true right. that's true so kind of along those lines then what mistakes have you made you said you weren't perfect so what are some mistakes that you want to discuss you've made as grandparents and how can you kind of like help someone else along. I can't even think of one. Yeah, that's good. All right, well, (laughs) thanks for joining us today. Ah, how the memories (laughs) They're not helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah, you know, you always look back and think there are things that you could have done differently or better. I mean, that's just the nature of life. And I don't even know that I can say how it could have, uh, I could have done it better, but both with my kids and my grandkids, uh, I wish I had been able to communicate biblical values in a more clear and compelling way. Mm -hmm. And so much of that uh, they caught. Our, Our kids and grandkids have great compassion for hurting people, which is such Mm -hmm. a central value. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they've done missions, you know, the Tennessees have been, you know, deeply involved in Compassion International. All of our family and our kids and grandkids have. Um, but somehow I wish, and, and you can't, you know, you, you can't sit them down and lecture them. That, that never is effective. 
but it's what Seth mentioned earlier, those teachable moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I had been even more perceptive to teachable moments that I could have said uh, to the grandkids, here's what Nana and Pop Pop believe, and here's why. Mm-hmm. It, this, this is what grounds us to our faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, the value, uh, and this, this is so big for me, and, and I wish I'd been able to communicate it better in a more compelling way, the value of Scripture as the standard of truth. Mm-hmm. Because I had no idea how powerful the culture was going to become right. in the lifetime of my grandkids. It's just overwhelming. And I wish I could have done more to help equip them biblically. I love how you said it, though. It's not teaching them, like sitting down and teaching them the Mm. Bible or this is what you should do. But you said, this is why it's important to us and this is what we believe. You know, you kind of make it personal and then it's transparent and authentic. And it's not just, this is what you should do. This is what you should believe. Everybody's doing it, whatever. But this is what's important to us. And I love that. And I think that's really special. And And it really is the heart. I'm sorry, but it really is the heart. It's what I was talking about last Sunday. It's not you give them a list of do's and don'ts and this is you got to walk the line. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the heart that you want to know how to live pleasing unto the Lord. That's where it has to start, not with the externals that are artificially manufactured into somebody's life. Yeah, you think about what makes being a Christ follower irresistible mm-hmm. is not the rules. Right. Those are the Absolutely. things that push everybody away. Right. And parenting works the same way. If you're a rule-based system, right. they don't see the love right. that really changes everything and makes what we have as Christ followers irresistible. And I think that's, that's valuable information for all parents out there yes. that it's easier to just make rules. Yeah. But if you want to be an effective parent in creating a story, you need to show them the love that, that you have for them unconditionally and because you have that love because Christ loves you. Yeah. And I think yeah. that goes a great way. And I really wish that I, I was working full-time most of those growing up years of, of the grandkids. Um, and, you know, that was my calling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish that I had had more time to just sit in the floor with them, yeah. really. Just, um, I, I am a doer, I'm a tasker. I, you know, I always had things for them to do, but um, I, I wish over those years I'd had more time just to sit down. Yeah. And, and I think we always will, Absolutely. regardless of where we are, we'll, we'll always wish that but uh, that's that's probably the thing I'm I really wish that I had done I think that's a good reminder for parents and grandparents is slow down Mm -hmm. take the time play with your kids right you know because that's what's going to matter that's what you're going to get back and wish you had done more. and it doesn't have to be a huge production right Right. those best times you were just saying the cards the chicken foot uh, sitting just around a movie having a bucket of popcorn yeah and don't wash the dishes you know just leave them for a little bit that's Uh, right because that's where you lose the the opportunity mm-hmm. when you're tasking. And I think as they got older, we tried hard as much as we could with the crazy schedule of our life and ministry to go to their grandparents' days at their school, mm-hmm. to their uh, athletic games, to their plays, to, you know, to all the things. And, and again, when 
you know, uh, you have 20, it, it makes it really, it makes it hard. But it was awesome. I mean, we And that shows sacrifice. You know, that's important that kids see that you sacrifice that because they know you have 20. That we're there. Exactly. That's what you want them to know. And one of the things I miss so much about the Tennessee kids being so far away was uh, like uh, my grandson, Nathaniel, uh, was an awesome baseball player. Mm. And uh, I, I got to see him some when we would go. And we made some special trips to coordinate with. And every know, time his, we went, it rained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with his all-star games and stuff. Yeah. But I don't think I was ever able to truly communicate how proud of him I was. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, once he retired from baseball, mm-hmm. which he just did. He just retired mm-hmm. and started doing uh, drama and had the lead in a couple of plays. Wow. And that was after I couldn't travel anymore. Right. And yeah. it really hurt me that I couldn't. Yeah. But they know how much you mean yes. to them. That's the thing. I mean, obviously, it's evident in your voice. It's evident right. in the, the way that you express that. They know that. And, yeah. again, it's all about what they get to see. Yeah. And they've heard that, I'm sure, from you, how much you miss that. And yeah. thank goodness for FaceTiming. Maybe they can FaceTime in yeah. and not tell anybody. <laughs> and you can watch the productions. But, uh, yeah. man, we... Thank you so much for taking this time, for being vulnerable, for, for sharing your hearts with so many out there that they don't know, right? I mean, you guys have been able to live it and experience it, and you've had an incredible, uh, you've left an incredible legacy. You're yeah. continuing to leave an incredible legacy, and, and that legacy is going to help, I believe, so many others who, who will take a moment to watch this. We really appreciate everybody who's watching, who's listening. Uh, we'd ask you to share it. We have some resources that we want to share with you. Of course, we want to send you to the myfamilyseason.com. Uh, if you scroll down to the bottom, there is a uh, grandparent intentionality course. It's a three-part course that uh, I believe is incredibly impactful. We'll go right along the lines with what we've talked about today. Uh, and at the end, when you finish it, you get a really cool uh, legacy blessing card that has some incredible ideas for you to help bl- bless your kids and bless your grandkids mm-hmm. in, in a way that will impact them in, in, in a simple yet very effective uh, manner. We want to definitely share that with you. We'll put that in the comments uh, below or in the show notes. And also we have a legacy guide, legacy grandparent guide, uh, that we'll also put a link to in the show notes and in the comments that you can take, download, look uh, over, and, and just be blessed by some of these great reminders of things that they're not revolutionary, but they're things that we need to stop and take time to to just realize and remember. And I think... If you'll do that, you'll also be blessed and you will be well on your way to leaving that legacy that, that we all desire to leave in our kids and in our grandkids and then, you know, beyond that. Because the truth is, at the end of all this, the only people that are going to remember us really are our family. Yeah, and, that's right. and so yep. if we don't start there, I mean, we've said it before, really the only job in the world that nobody else can do is parenting yeah. and being the spouse to your, to your spouse mm-hmm. and grandparent to your grandkids Everything else somebody else can do, but, but you have been uniquely positioned and qualified to do that for your kids and for your grandkids. So take up that charge above everything else and be sure to, to leave that legacy the way that we all desire to as Christ Can followers. I say one more thing? Absolutely. Um, one way that I have uh, kind of connected with our grandkids, I, I have a prayer calendar mm-hmm. and um, they each have a day, and they know when that day is, and I text them and say, I'm praying for you today. And sometimes I'll just text them randomly if the Lord puts them on heart. And they, they, 
really do text back and say, well, this is what's happening today, Nana, could you pray for that? And so helping them know that you're praying for mm -hmm. them. That's great. Um, and, and giving them that opportunity to say, yeah, oh, you know what, I could, really could use prayer today. So that's um, I that's think that's important cool. to, uh, as grandparents, to, to help them know that prayer is important. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah I, I'd like to read uh, a verse just as kind Absolutely. of my last, last yeah. word. Uh, grandparents out there, you may wonder, can you really have an impact spiritually uh, upon your grandkids? And I think the scripture bears it out. When Paul was writing to Timothy, who uh, was a young pastor and becoming a, a profoundly powerful leader in the early church, here's, here's what he said. He said, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. So you may not think your faith is impacting your grandkids, but it is. Mm. And uh, none of us will do it perfectly. Cindy and I are far from uh, perfect. But if we'll just be faithful, our faith will impact the lives of our grandkids. Amen. Absolutely. That's good. Well, that pretty much sums it up. So uh, we really appreciate you guys joining us today. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share. Uh, Get this out there to the people that you know it can impact in a great and mighty way. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you have a great week.